My name is Nick. I'm 27 years old. My hometown is Bullhead City, Arizona, and I'm a financial advisor. My name is Tiana. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Santa Maria, California, and I am a substitute teacher. Tiana and I have been together for about seven years now. So we dated for four years before we got married, and we've now been married for almost three years. If I had to describe our love story, I would say that it is enduring. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. So before I met Nick, I was always a really big planner and I kind of had this idea in my head of what age I wanted to get married and what age I wanted to have kids. And in order for me to stay on that plan, I started doing the math and I realized that, okay, I need to find basically my husband at 20. So as I was dating, I knew like this has to be either a husband or nothing. So I really was looking for somebody that I could see myself with forever when I was 19 and 20. And sure enough, I found Nick. Before I had met Tiana, I had been in a couple of committed relationships and Actually, prior to meeting Tiana, about six months before that, I had uh, recently gotten out of a longer term, I would say more serious relationship at that point. Before I met Nick, I was actually pining after another guy. I was in college. I was meeting a lot of people very quickly because, you know, I had that in the back of my head of I need to find a husband, basically. And so I ended up going out with some friends for the night and the guy that I was going after, who happened to have the same name actually, (laughs) I went out with him and like our group of friends and he was actually driving us to a party. And then we got to this party. I was trying to, you know, stay in proximity of this guy to hope that one thing would lead to another. But it ended up, I guess his ex-girlfriend actually reached out to him. He left the party. He took the car. He left us all kind of stranded there. And he went and hung out with his ex-girlfriend for the night. So we're all just at this party. And I was pretty upset that he was gone. But I didn't let that stop me. I was just like, well, there's plenty of cute guys here. And we were in the backyard of this house. I looked across and I saw Nick there. 
And I just thought to myself, wow, like that guy's really cute. So I just had all this confidence. I went right up to him and I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. And I said, hi, I'm Tiana. I introduced myself and I shook his hand. And then we just ended up talking for two hours straight after that moment. Truthfully, I'll say I'm not even sure how she knew what I looked like at all because the backyard that we were in was pretty poorly lit, if lit at all. Really, when she came up to me, I couldn't necessarily see her face all too well. I didn't have a great idea of what she looked like really at at that point in time. And it was actually the night of my 21st birthday. And so, you know, alcohol may or may not have been a factor maybe in my uh, (laughs) visual perception at that point. But um, we had a little bit of chemistry right off the bat there. And uh, before you knew it, we had spent most of the night talking just in the backyard, still without really knowing what she looked like, but there was definitely a connection That's the key part right there. He always stresses because, oh my gosh, as soon as like the night was over, I just remember him telling me stories about how he had to go on Facebook just to verify, like, wait, was she cute? I don't even know. I don't remember. (laughs) Yes, I was doing a little bit of social media detective, definitely, after I got back to my friend's house. That's for sure. So about a week after we had met... Uh, We went out on our first official date, which I had asked her to go on a date over, I think, the phone uh, a couple of days after we first met. So it was a Friday night, and I came and picked her up, and I took her to, you know, one of the nice Italian restaurants in town. And so we got in there. In the moment, I was like, wow, this girl must be really reserved and must not like to eat too much because I do remember from that meal specifically that she would like barely touch her food that she had ordered, which is kind of funny now looking back on it because she can definitely out eat me. Oh my god! <laughs> Probably just about every meal. So it's kind of funny looking back just how reserved it seemed like a little coy and I don't know, maybe if she's trying to play a ladylike or something like that during that initial meal or not. To be fair, I grew up in, I thought, okay, I've always thought it was a small town. People tell me it's not. I thought it was, I felt like it was. It's like farm area. In high school, our nice restaurants were like Olive Garden and Applebee's, okay? So when he takes me to this fancy Italian place, this is the first time I'd really had exposure to like super authentic restaurants that have the meals, like the menu is typed out in Italian. So I honestly could not read the menu. I had no idea what to order. So I panicked and I just like ordered the first thing that looked like it could work. And it turned out to be something like I was not prepared for. (laughs) So I partially was eating like a bird because I had no idea what I was eating, but also because I was nervous. In college, I was just going like, I don't want to say guy to guy because that sounds like awful, but I just wasn't really finding anything serious. Like my last actual serious relationship was all the way back in high school. And you know, times are very different in high school versus college. So yeah, I was very nervous. I knew Tiana was the one. A while after we had been dating, we actually decided to move in together. It just made a lot of sense for both of us at that point. When we did move in together, I actually had a cat and I had a cat 
from high school that I couldn't take with me into college because they don't allow pets in the dorms. And when we moved in together, I was so excited, not just to move in with him, but more so to have my cat move back in with me. (laughs) I think that's what I was more excited about. So sure enough, Leona, my cat, moved in with us. And I remember him being really hesitant at first because he had never grown up with too many pets. Like he didn't really understand the necessity or desire to have that. It's just one more thing to take care of. So Leona moved in with us and she was frantic the first couple weeks because she didn't know where she was. It was a whole new place and she's a completely indoor cat. So she really didn't know where she was. And he was super hesitant those first couple weeks because she was meowing, she was scared, she would hide, she wasn't very friendly. But then suddenly she opened up. And I think for me, that's when I realized, oh my gosh, he's perfect. He opened up to her and he was petting her and he was cuddling with her. And then like sometimes when we would sit on the couch, she would come and sit on his lap instead of mine. And he would be so happy about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like she is a part of me and he's accepting that, even though he was super hesitant at first. And then it wasn't too long after where he started going, no, 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 she's our cat. She's not your cat, she's our cat. So really my plan with the proposal was to, you know, basically have everything thought out ahead of time. And we were going to be going to Europe in the fall. And it was probably around April or May though. And I was having a call with my mom and my sister was on the line and everything. And we were talking about stuff. And, you know, this was at the time that Tiana and I were living together. I was talking to them on the drive and I had gotten home from work and I walked into the apartment. And I mean, Tiana and I always just kind of do this thing where we don't necessarily keep phone calls private, if that makes sense. Like we'll keep our phone calls on speakerphone, especially like if it's within our own families. So really the call was happening on speakerphone where Tiana could hear, but I hadn't done anything, like I hadn't given either my mom or my sister or anyone that was on the call, I hadn't given them any warning that Tiana was there, that Tiana was listening in. As far as they knew, I was all alone and having a private conversation with them. And so the subject kind of shifted to where my mom was talking about, well, you know, Nick's just always so planned out with the the proposal that he's going to do later in the year and he already has the ring and all of this stuff. Oh, no, 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 not later in the year. She starts dropping specifics. Like, okay, I was listening very intently because they were talking about some family drama. It was interesting. I was like, ooh, what's, what's this? What is going to happen, right? And then, yeah, like he said, she shifted gears and she goes... Full details like, well, Nick's just such a planner. Like, he already bought the ring and he's going to do it in six months when they're in Europe and like on and on and on. And I see Nick like freeze and he starts to put the phone, his big cover up, he puts the phone lower. And remember, it's on speakerphone, so it doesn't matter if it's high or low. If I was him, I would have just clicked like end call so fast or just taken it off speakerphone. All he did was put it lower. Yeah, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was frozen. I didn't, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have warned my mom that Tiana was here. I was instantly regretting that decision, of course, but uh, Tiana backed me up here. It wasn't necessarily like, 
an earth-shattering revelation that this was going to be happening, right? Like, I mean, yeah, we were on that path for sure. He just wanted to do something really special, and he felt like it was kind of spoiled. So there was that moment we sat down on the living room floor, and he just said, well, now that you know I have it, do you want me to just do it now? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, like this sounds magical. You can't just do it now. So we kind of, you know, put it under the rug, pretended like, okay, we're just gonna pretend like I didn't hear that. I just, I want you to be able to do your plan. Like, it's okay, it's okay. So we kind of just like joked about it for the next few months, like, oh, if only you could propose, right? Or something. And then um, when we did go to Europe, he did finally do it. And he chose to do it in Sevilla, Spain, which is actually where I studied abroad. So it was really special. It was, even though I knew it was coming, it was so special and so beautiful. So after the proposal, I spent the next year really planning our wedding out. We had this whole year to plan and we were making it happen right up until the week of, we're supposed to have our rehearsal dinner. And I get a text from my mom who was staying at a hotel. Oh my gosh, I heard gunshots. And I'm thinking, okay, my mom's a little dramatic. Like, no, you didn't. What are you talking about? This is a really safe neighborhood. And she's like, no, I heard them again. There's gunshots. And so now I'm like trying to like pacify her thinking that this is not the case. I don't know what you're hearing. But then suddenly my phone started getting flooded with a bunch of people, like a bunch of friends from the area who were all saying, oh my gosh, there is a shooting at Borderline. And so... This is the night before our rehearsal dinner. And so we turn on the news. Sure enough, there was a mass shooting at Borderline. It's like a country line dancing bar and grill kind of place. And it just so happened that Borderline was literally across the street from where our wedding was supposed to take place, like our wedding venue. So the next day when we're supposed to have the rehearsal, Freeway exits are closed. You can't get to it. Everything got basically canceled and then postponed. And then we ended up having it, but it was like super eerie. We were so worried. Everyone started panicking that we were putting like signs in the ground that said wedding this way. Cause then they were like, wait, the mass shooter is still at large. Like what if you're leading him to your wedding? Like all these concerns that you would never ever have to think about started popping up. Yeah, I mean, there were police officers even at our venue at the time that we were doing the rehearsal because they were using it as kind of like a base camp, I guess you would call it for press interviews and those types of things. And so we did our rehearsal, like Tiana mentioned, and as we're doing our rehearsal, we notice from our venue that there's some smoke off in the distance, basically, you know, within visual eyeline of what we can see. And we were like, oh, that actually looks like it might be over, you know, closer to where our apartment is. And so we wrap up everything there. We don't think too much of it because 
fires in this area, you know, they, they tend to happen in Southern California. You know, we have a lot of dry brush fires that, that tend to flare up, but, you know, usually they're containable. And so now that's happening and, and our entire little area of the city is all shut down because there's this fire that they're trying to contain. But we went to bed that night, you know, basically feeling like, okay, this is, this is fine. It's just another fire. They're going to get things under control. The thing is, we were trying to be very respectful of like what happened at Borderline, but we also like still knew that we had a hundred wedding guests relying on us to like inform them like what's going on. So we finally just kind of said like, no, we're okay. We're going to continue to have our celebration. And so we're telling everyone, we're updating them like, yes, it's still going on. We're going to make the best of the situation. We're still going to get married. Please come, please come. So... Basically, I have like a great night with my girls. We go to bed and at six o'clock in the morning, I get woken up and my mom is just like in tears and my maid of honor and my childhood best friend, they're all just kind of like standing around me, waking me up scared and crying. And I was like, what is going on? And sure enough, the venue that we were gonna have our wedding at, they had called and they wanted to speak to me. And so I get on the phone at 6 a.m. the morning of our wedding (laughs) and I talk to the girl and she's actually a really good friend of mine now, but she calls me and she's emotional. And she just tells me, Tiana, I'm so sorry, but we have to cancel your wedding. We, (laughs) I'm getting emotional now. (laughs) You know, she just kind of told us, our venue has been evacuated. The fires are too close to where we are. We're a fully outdoor venue. There's too much smoke. You can't breathe here. There's ash falling on the ground. Like it was dangerous. They had to evacuate. They didn't have any staff there to cater any food. Basically nothing was happening. It was done. That was it. Wedding was canceled. So the next thing I remember after that phone call with the venue was Nick calling me. So we ended up finding this kind of a community center named Poinsettia Pavilion that's in Ventura. You know, had a nice view overlooking the ocean and they and their staff were just so welcoming. They said, you guys can come over here right now and you can set up. We have a space available, you know, basically from about four o'clock to seven o'clock. And that was kind of like our beacon of, okay, wow, we found our place and we're going to make this happen. And it kind of went into overdrive. Everyone was working on making sure that we had as many as the decorations from the original setup as we could possibly get in there. Our DJ was able to make it to that location, our cake was able to make it to that location. And so it ended up being just kind of like this really emotional, I mean, on both ends of the spectrum, a a really emotional day, both the downside of it, but then also the elation and the happiness of it. I mean, when I saw her walking down the aisle, I don't think that I'll ever forget that sight at any point in my lifetime. And so it was a group effort in a lot of ways. And I think it was something good that came out of that entire week of so much bad. What I love about Nick most is that he is just truly a provider. Like he cares 
for me so deeply. And it sounds very traditional, but he just wants to provide. He wants to support me. He wants to cheer me on. He wants to just constantly make sure that I'm happy and I'm in a good place. And I just feel like that is such a great quality in a man. I would say what I love most about Tiana, I think is she's really what I would consider the most well-intentioned person that I've really ever met in my life. I mean, she is consistently thinking about other people, always considering other people in every decision that she makes. And I've never seen her really act out of spite or malice or anything. She's just very, very genuine. And I think that's something special in today's day and age. What I'm most excited about as I look ahead, like into our future, we have been together for seven years now. We have so much love for each other and we're just so ready for that next step. And I Hope very soon we can start a family of our own. I personally want to have four children, so we got to start sometime soon. I'm just really excited to see where that takes us and to see him become a dad and myself become a mom and kind of live that life. I think we're ready for that step. I feel the exact same way. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to starting our family and having our kids and, uh, I think that there's still going to be a lot of good adventures for us along the way too. And we'll be able to share that with each other and share that with our family. And so I'm, I'm just, like Tiana said, I'm really excited for that next step. Thanks for listening to Our Love Story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and on Twitter at ParCast Network. For more episodes of Our Love Story, follow us on Spotify and check out other ParCast originals, all available on Spotify. Our Love Story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from ParCast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Mike Ramos. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo, John Cohen, Tristan McNeil, and associate produced by Alex Trigvedotter.